Auzubillahiminashshaytanirajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam I greet you my brothers and sisters with the greeting that has been used by the messengers of Allah the greeting of the salam Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Salam is very important Musa alayhi salam, Isa alayhi salam, they would also say shalom, which is salam. So salam is the harmony. You know, we say Allah is the source of salam. Allah, from Him emanates salam. So salam is very important and it's important that we not just greet one another with the salam, but feel the salam as well. And wish it upon ourselves, our loved ones and others. For if we cannot wish salam upon ourselves and one another, then what can we wish? What is there in the world that is more important than an inner peace and an inner contentment? Oftentimes we think, you know, if I have a little bit more money, I'll have that inner peace. If my wife obeys me a little bit more, I'll have that inner peace. If my children in some way be different, I'll have that inner peace. And inner peace comes from nowhere else other than in the cognizance and the remembrance of Allah. Allah tells us in the glorious Quran that verily it is only in the remembrance of Allah do hearts find reassurance, security, inner peace. So salam is very important and that I begin this presentation with a'uzu. We seek refuge in Allah Almighty from Satan the accursed. Let us be grateful that Allah is available to us even though we may have forgotten Him, even though we may lose sight of Him and get lost in our own stories and our own lives, often creating lots of problems where there's no peace because Peace is only found in the remembrance of Allah, in the recognition of Allah. So we might not do that and we get lost in this world. And then there's hell in this world in different ways. Torment. As we look to the world to feel better, I just need a little bit of more of this. And I just need a little bit more of this to change. Then I'll be okay. No, you won't. So while we are in the hardships that we are in as individuals, as families, as communities, as a global society. Allah has not turned His back upon us. It is we who have turned our back upon Allah. So we, we seek refuge in Allah. That Allah is available. I'm very thankful that Allah is available to me, to you, to us in this moment. He is available. He has not turned His back upon us. We may not look towards Him. So let us be thankful that Allah is as He is, Rafur Rahim, forgiving, Rahman Rahim, benevolent and merciful. So we are pleased and thankful that even though we have the problems we do within ourselves, our bodies, our lives, in our families, that Allah is still available to us and we seek rather refuge in Him. See, we can seek that refuge, we can seek that sanctuary. 
that his love and his compassion and his mercy is available to us right here, right now. And we can seek it. And that's where shaitan is the one who will get you. No, no, don't focus on that. Focus on your problems. Your problems are very important. First, let's get rid of the problems. Then we'll be okay. And what do we need to get rid of the problems? We need something to change. Or we need something so that we can change the situation. You see, this is the temptation. Shaitan will whisper to you. What are you talking about? You've got a big problem here. You're on your own. You must look for solutions in the world. You're on your own. You've got to figure this thing out. Use your mind. And then you think, I've got no answer to this. I, there's no answer. And then you freak out even more. Shaitan is the enemy avowed who whispers to us, whispers us away from Allah. Who? As the Quran says, it is Allah who offers you his blessing. It says, actually the verse says, chapter 2, verse 268, I think it is. It says it is shaitan that threatens you and causes you to behave in ways unseemly. When you get worried about your problems, now you get so threatened and affected and you think, now what am I going to do? Let me get angry. Let me get worried. Let me scream. Let me shout. Let me even raise my hand. That is shaitan who causes you to be insecure and behave in ways unseemly. Allah says it is Allah who offers you his forgiveness and has nothing but prosperity for you. So when we in the world, not feeling inner peace, salam, we got our problems, iman is very far away from us because the problem seems so immediate. It seems like this is a very serious problem, I got a disease. I've got a problem. It's right here. I'm going to get, you know, evicted from my house. My car is going to get repossessed. My wife is not, you know, behaving the way I think she should. My children are not. Seems like the problem is right here. But Allah is closer to you than your own jugular veins. See, we give thanks. We make shukr. But in every moment, no matter what we go through, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim is here, right here now, everywhere present. There is not a place where Rahman Rahim is not. There is not a place that you cannot access. You can't say, I'm going past Plumstead now, the signal is weak, you can't access Allah. Anywhere you are, Allah is there, available to you. And it is you who has to seek refuge in Allah from the whisperings of shaitan who lead us to desperation. We act like Allah is not there. Or we act like Allah has no power. The Quran tells us Allah has power over all things. The Quran tells us Allah is sufficient for us. The Quran tells us do not take from among yourselves. Do not look in your world, people, things for provision. Look to Allah. Take none other than Allah as your protector. Take Allah as your provider. But shaitan will not let you. No, you can't. Don't do that. Because if you do that, the peace that will come upon you, shaitan will not be able to instigate any problem between you and your loved ones and you and your society and community because you are in the salam of Allah, the peace of Allah. See? This is very important that we have these kind of discussions. This is my 78th Jummah lecture, Alhamdulillah. I was here, I think, in November last year. 
Allah has given me the privilege to be with you my brothers and sisters to glorify him Allah is worthy of our acknowledgement that we come here and sit and talk about Allah the Quran says keep reminding the believers for reminding benefits the believers and I have this beautiful opportunity to remind me and you that Allah is enough for us that Allah is all powerful supreme in power that in this moment at this time we are not alone closer to us than our own jugular veins is all that we need you don't need money when you need money you think that money gave you life or money can answer your prayers no Allah gave you life Allah can answer your prayers you think you need some human being without them you can't survive no they did not give you life they did not give you the gifts Allah did Allah is all that we need and Allah is that which we have so if you have Allah and if you have your connection with Allah this is the most important havingness there is so we take this time to acknowledge Allah for Allah is worthy of acknowledgement he is worthy you and I would not be alive nothing would be if it was not for Allah the lovely foods that we eat the sensual even halal sexual experiences that we have is only because of the gift of Allah we see beauty we hear we smell we taste we touch we experience Allah has made sure that we are satisfied and fulfilled it gives us color vision hearing speech a mind freedom of will choice Allah has cared for us and Allah cares for us now and Allah's further caring is available for us who recognize him if you don't recognize how you are already cared for by Allah if you say, I got nothing I got this big problem I got nothing I got a mind I got speech I got a I can understand I can walk I can talk I got nothing I got this problem you see you forget that you have already been cared for you are cared for now nothing would continue to be if it wasn't for Rahman or Rahim you and I would not be and further caring is available Allah says invoke me and I will surely respond he doesn't say invoke me and I'll think about it and if you are good I'll respond invoke me and I will surely respond this is a promise of Allah but you cannot invoke Allah powerfully if you're not in salam if you're not in the awareness of Allah so every day at least for a few minutes at least when you get up it might be a good idea to acknowledge Allah for he's worthy of acknowledgement you would not be you would not be alive you would have not experienced what you've experienced in this world you would not have what you have if it was not for him so Allah is worthy of praise and Allah is worthy of glory and Allah is worthy of my worship is he not worthy of your worship there is none worthy of worship but Allah we get so impressed this guy's got a Ferrari you saw it wow what a lovely Ferrari look at that house it's got how many what and what in it but do you get impressed with Allah and his greatness do you get impressed with Allah and his greatness do you recognize the greatness of Allah his greatness we say how many times in prayer 
Allahu Akbar, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah. But are you one who was consciously aware of the greatness of Allah? Do you know how great Allah is? Think about it. Can you tell me, if I asked you to tell me about the greatness of Allah, will you be able to rattle out one, two, three, four, five? Nothing would be, I am only because of Him. Without Him, we are nothing. Would you be able to that lot or will you start thinking, okay, let me think now about the greatness of Allah. If you have to think, then you are not cognizant of Allah. You are not aware of the gifts of Allah. The Quran tells us, if you try to count the gifts of Allah, they are innumerable. It says that we have given you sight and hearing, intellect and affect that you may be grateful. It says most of the human beings, they are not grateful. They are not grateful for the greatness that is Allah and His great giving upon us. You see? So, Allah is worthy of our attention. And when we attend to Allah, it is an opportunity for us to go beyond I. I. You know I? I am very troubled, I am very angry, I am very upset, I have this problem. Allah, I need you to sort this problem out. I, I, I. Our obsession with ourselves, our over-interest in ourselves is what must go when we become cognizant of Allah. When you are remembering Allah, there must be Allah, not I. There must be an observation of the greatness of Allah and His blessing upon us. There must be Allah, not I. Most of us go to Allah with I. I am troubled. I am bothered. I need some help. Please help me. My family members. You can ask. But not from I, from Allah. You must be in awareness of Allah and His greatness and His gifts and His mercy. From there, you must ask. From Salaam, there can be Iman. If there is no Salaam, you will always be, I need this sorted out, I need that sorted out. And that's where the Shaitan whispers to us, sort out your problem first. Fix it up first. Get it and you'll sort the problem. Focus on the world. I tell you what we have been guided to. Turn to Allah. Do you understand? That turning to Allah means no I. It's I see you if anything else. It's you Allah. It's a surrender. It's silam. Islam comes from the root word silam and salam. It's to surrender. To lose your interest in what was bothering you for a moment or two. To lose your interest in what you're desiring in this world. To lose your interest in this world for a little bit. So that you can be aware of the supreme being that is our creator, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. The one that is nurturing Ar-Rahman, nurturing and nourishing of us in every moment. The one who is Rahim, restoring of us compassionate and mercy that is upon us. See, it is important that we actually remember Allah when we think we are remembering Allah. Some of us are reciting over and over phrases, etc., etc. But unconsciously, we think we're saying it a hundred times, thousand times, ten thousand times. There has to be a conscious awareness of the
the greatness of Allah, there has to be a silam, a surrender of yourself and the observation, the awareness of the greatness of Allah. That is where the peace of Allah resides. You see, we are not those people in this world of the world. We are in this world, but we have an awareness through our beautiful Islamic teachings that there is a world hereafter. There is this world, and there is a world hereafter. And we are cautioned, the Quran cautions us, doesn't threaten you, cautions you, doesn't make you scared, it gives you information that you can benefit. Because Allah has, pro Allah has provided heaven for us. We are asked to ask for Jannah, heaven. And Jannah is a place of great pleasure. It's not a place of great struggle, suffering. doesn't say in Jannah you have to pay rent. In Jannah they've got big security guards and you know, you'll be protected from the criminals in Jannah. There is no criminals in Jannah. There is no hardship in Jannah. Jannah is a place that for, dedicated for your pleasure. Allah has made it such. Once is for you, Jannah. It's a reward for who? For those who have faith. For those who recognize Allah. For those who have the peace of Allah within them. The Quran tells us for those who have faith and do righteous deeds. There is joy in this world and a blissful return to the garden of paradise. Allah has prepared for us. Goodness in this world and goodness in the world hereafter. Our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He guided us to say Rabbana atina fi dunya O oh Allah Grant me the blessings of this world Of al-akhirah and the blessings of the year after And protect me Azab al-Nar from the punishment Of the fire Torment, protect me from torment <coughs> So it is the awareness of Allah and the faith. Other people that are not Muslims, they don't know about Iman, they don't know about Tawheed, they don't know about Allah. We are in not only for this world, blessings in this world, but blessings in the hereafter. If you get lost in this world and you forget about Allah, it is questionable as to whether you're going to have the blessings of the next world. Because the blessings of the next world become available to you when you can take your attention off this world and place it on Allah, His love, Al-Wadud and His compassion and His mercy and His benevolence and you can acknowledge Him and worship Him that's how you secure the benefits of the world hereafter do you understand? this is the blessed month of Shaban it is the 8th month in the Islamic calendar it is the month before Ramadan Ramadan is the ninth month and in this month we have a blessed night that is called in Arabic Laylatul Bara and in Urdu Shabi Barat. It is the night between the 14th day and the 15th day. So within the week it will be upon us. This night apparently according to scholars is second only to the night of Qadr, Laylatul Qadr, the 27th night. Or one of the odd nights in the last 10 days of Ramadan. What does it mean, Barah? It means deliverance, it means salvation, it means to be saved from a grievous suffering.
It is said that Allah descends and His mercy descends and it is a night of forgiveness. Allah is always forgiving. But on that auspicious night, the forgiveness is intensified. Forgiveness is a great gift from Allah. You don't have to earn forgiveness. You have to recognize that Allah is forgiving. You have to be thankful. Like we are thankful that Allah is always available to us in every moment. We seek refuge in His love, in His support, in His protection, in His provisioning. We understand that He is an intelligence greater than our own intelligence. That we can rest, that Allah's intelligence is greater than us. And He is enough for us and we can turn to Him and He will sort our problems out. Allah tells us in the Quran, it is not for you to find a way for you out of your problems. It is for Allah to find a way for you out of your problems. Remember, you couldn't do anything. You didn't give yourself life. You didn't give yourself existence. You didn't give yourself worth. All the gifts and favors, you couldn't do anything. What makes you think you can sort your problems out? If you couldn't give you anything, existence, life, worth, eyes, ears, if you couldn't give yourself anything, what makes you think you can sort out things in the world? We need to humble ourselves, brothers and sisters. The educational system has led us to believe that our intelligence is the only intelligence. But Allah is the supreme intelligence. And when we recognize that and the peace comes upon us, then we have Iman. Then we can turn to Him in humility and sincerity and with responsibility. And we can say to Him, this is what my heart desires. You have given me everything that I have. You will also give me this. I thank you in advance for the healing that I ask. For the sorting out of this problem. For the benefit that I ask. It's for us to turn to Allah. So one of the gifts that Allah has given us is forgiveness. You don't have to earn it. It is given. You just have to recognize Allah's forgiving nature. And be thankful for it. That He is available to me to protect me from the effects of my wronging my own soul. Who here thinks you don't wrong your own soul? Every day, do you think you're okay and you're carrying on and you think you're fine? We are wronging our souls left, right and center in this day and age. Constantly accruing more spiritual debt. We're not letting spiritual abundance come into our life. We're not letting the salam of Allah come into our lives. We're not sharing that salam with our loved ones and our brothers and sisters. And we're not supporting ourselves and one another in the blessings of Allah. We are going the opposite direction. So I'm very grateful that Allah's forgiveness is available for me and for you and for all of us. This is His love for us. That even though we go astray, He allows us the great gift of turning to him humbly and saying, I am one who has wronged my own soul. I have been failing to fulfill my duty to you, Allah. I have failed to acknowledge you. I have failed to worship you. And some of us worship Allah, but not really wholeheartedly and sincerely. So I have failed to acknowledge you sincerely, Allah. I have failed to recognize you really. I say I believe, but I act like I don't. Is what I'm saying. Hypocrisy. I am one too. It happens that I forget Allah is always available and behave badly in certain moments, get angry, get upset. 
do other things as well. So I'm grateful that Allah's forgiveness is available to me, to you, to us. I'm grateful about the forgiving nature of Allah. This is the greatness of Allah. This is His grace upon us that even though we are astray, He doesn't ask you to change first, then ask Him for forgiveness. He just asks you to take responsibility for where you have wronged your own soul, where you have blocked love from Allah. Yours, respect from Allah. Where you have blocked yours, love from yourself and your respect for yourself. We don't respect ourselves. We don't value our lives wherever we behave in ways that harm ourselves and harm our lives. Wherever we don't respect our loved ones and our fellow Muslims and humanity, wherever we harm other people, wherever we're not in peace and giving to other people, this is sin. This is sin. This is what hellfire is all about. For those who do not practice the way of fitra, the natural way of peace, of love, of respect for Allah, of respect for His creation, of respect for life, and supporting themselves and their fellow human beings' progress in a healthy way, that is azab al nar For those who deny Allah and deny this world in a healthy way and deny the worthiness of all human beings. In Islam, every human being has to be respected. You don't have to love them, but you've got to respect them. Do you understand? You have to respect yourself too, no matter what you did. You're worthy of respect. Allah has created us worthy of respect. So, many of us may find it interesting that you don't have to be different to approach Allah. You just have to be humble to approach Allah. Do not live in terror of Allah, for Allah is not here to terrorize you, but Allah cautions you that your actions and how you live in this world has effects for you in the world hereafter. It shows you cause and effect. And even though you have behaved badly in the past, now or in the future, Allah says He is the Lord of cause and effect, that He can protect you from the negativity of your own soul. Even though you have it, He can protect you from it. This is a great gift, forgiveness. But yet many people don't know what is the greatness of forgiveness, what is the great gift, the grace, forgiveness of Allah. That you have to be humble and sincere and turn to Him and say, in ways that I may know, I know, I did that, I don't want to tell you the list of it, but you know what's wrong, you know what's right, I don't have to tell you. These are things I did knowingly and I'm very sorry, I wrong my own soul. There are things I did unknowingly and I wronged my own soul. And I'm grateful that you are always forgiving. It says, say to my servants that do not despair of the mercy of your Lord, the Quran says. Do not despair of the mercy of your Lord. Don't feel I'm so bad Allah will never forgive you. Do not despair of the mercy of your Lord. Claim it. Seek it, invoke it sincerely. And you will be purified. Quran says Allah forgives all sins. For Allah is all forgiving, most merciful. Claim it for yourself. Shabi Barat is upon us within a week. Don't just wait for Shabi Barat. Some of us might not make it. Start today with sincere forgiveness. But if you are around, if Allah gives us the opportunity to be around on the blessed night, then may you spend a part of that night asking forgiveness for yourself, for your loved ones, for family members, for your enemies, 
for those who have wronged you and also for the marhums. So with that I am very grateful for this opportunity for Mulana for giving me this time with you to glorify Allah and tell you about His grace and tell you about a great gift available for you. The question is, will you claim it? You see Allah's forgiveness, there's a difference between forgiveness and repentance. Saying I'm sorry, you don't have to change, you can ask for forgiveness. Then you can repent. So don't wait to repent before you ask for forgiveness. Even if you're in error, I'm destroying my body through drugs. I can't stop Allah. I am poisoning my body. I'm destroying my mind. I am destroying my family. I'm no good to me and anybody else. I can't stop, but forgive me. So forgiveness and repentance is slightly different. Forgiveness means to admit you're wrong and to ask Allah to purify you nonetheless. And repentance is to change in your ways. So shukr alhamdulillah. I might just add that if anybody's interested, I've got a, a recent seed. It's called dependence on Almighty Allah. How to depend on Allah? Because we depend on money, we depend on our business, we depend on our work, we depend on our husbands, our wives, our children. Not depending on the one that is worthy and the only one you can really trust. The only one you can really trust is not anything in the world, is the creator of the world. It's called actual faith and active trust. It is an MP3 CD of three lectures over two hours and a few copies are available if anybody wants. Buy for yourself, buy for your loved ones. Give them the gift of a real education because you're not getting it in schools and you're not getting it in universities. So, shukran alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.